That's it, man. It is officially Christmas week. Monday, December 18th. Kyle's about to be wheels up to come my way in Syracuse, but we have some great automotive-related entrepreneurial Christmas time stories. Okay, the last one was an elaboration. They're not really Christmas time stories. But if you tell a story during Christmas time, doesn't it become a Christmas time story? just all Christmas stories. Period. End of story. Oh, let's give Adrian... Some props this morning. Happy Monday! Right out of the gate on the live stream. You know what's funny? Number one comment. So we had we had some friends over last week for dinner, and um, and the guy or no Saturday, and the guy on Sunday yesterday, he goes, the guy, man, I I started listening to your podcast. I've listened to three or four episodes. He's not in the industry, I'm guessing. No, not in the industry. (laughs) You know, he said, I was nervous. I I don't think I'm going to be able to follow this thing, but you guys actually make this thing actually enjoyable. I was like, I think I'm (laughs) going to keep listening to it. He goes, who knows? Maybe I'll log in one day and be comment number one. (laughs) (laughs) He was already in it. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Are we live on Instagram again? Are we? Yeah, we're getting thumbs up. We're live on Instagram again. Good morning, Instagram, uh, for the second automotive troublemaker in the morning. I didn't think about this until it was live on Instagram. But the energy of the show is very Instagram worthy. It is Instagram worthy. Right? Because that's, it's it's like true. people log into Instagram, they want to feel, you know, they want to log in, they want to kind of get their week going, they want to, you know, check everybody else's posts and see who's better than them. Um, and <laughs> so so we're gonna be, you're gonna log in and we're gonna be like, you are better than us. Let's yes. just be the first ones on Instagram to be like, you are better than us. And we're glad sure. that you're watching this show and being a part of this. And even if you're not in the automotive industry, guess what? You can still feel good leaving the show. And maybe one day you'll find your way into the industry. Um, Hey, and since you're here, everybody's here for the first or for some time. Uh, We're having a big event on Wednesday. It is our third annual year and extravaganza. Um, This is where we kind of sum up the great things that have happened over the year. Uh, We look forward to next year. We have a ton of guests on the show. We have a lot of fun. Uh, I remember one of my best memories of year in extravaganza is when Paul Walzer, when he was the chairman of the National Automobile Dealer Association, NADA, for those of you who didn't know, he shows up with a giant Grinch. It was unbelievable. Behind (laughs) And that's the kind of thing you can get away with on the year in extravaganza that you cannot get away with. I can't wait. I'm, 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 I can't wait to be surprised. Like, I feel someone's going to come in with something that we're Always. not expecting it this week. Uh, it'll be fun. Always. And, and we're going to have a lot of fun. We are uh, here in Syracuse at Tip Hill Studios. We have studio rented out. Um, we have a set and we're keeping it different this year. I think we always try to do it different. So. And, uh, and Kyle's family's coming with him, so our families get to hang out, which is uh, I, always, it's always... It's actually the third year it's happened. It's third I, year I would say it's I know. probably a tradition now. I know next year you have to come back to Nashville. It We've sounds like a plan. Nashville, Syracuse, we're going back to Nashville. It sounds year. like a there great plan. Um, what else do we got going on? No, no, I think that's it. We have some news. Uh, fun stories today. Yeah. Fun stories. We, we're kind of like taking, we're theming it up today, right? We're theming um, automotive, entrepreneurship, uh, the investment in the industry, and uh, some real big, unique ideas, which the last story is going to tie in with a bunch of the things we've been talking about over the there last year. Uh, but first, first up, after announcing uh, a landmark deal back in September, Asbury Automotive Group, one of the big public groups, has completed its acquisition of the Jim Coons Automotive Companies, um, which is actually the ninth was the ninth largest privately held group in the country. It includes 20 dealerships, 29 franchises, six collision centers, and a partridge, and and a high-volume Toyota dealership, actually one of the highest 
volume Toyota dealerships in the country valued at 1.2 billion. Um, Asbury president. No, the, the entire deal was 1.2 billion dollars. Correct. Is what the oh deal yeah. Well, thanks for making that clear. Not the Toyota. Dealership. No, not no. That's, that that was nuts. the last Toyota deal we recovered. <laughs> Asbury president and CEO David Holt said in a news release, Jim Coon's passion for the car business as well as his enthusiastic leadership of the group is evident at every level of the Coons organization. So uh, Jim actually bought the store, the group from his brother about 50 years ago, um, John Coons. And uh, we didn't see this covered everywhere. So we're going to talk about John Coons for a moment. Yeah. Uh, so basically here, and this is kind of sums up what the automotive industry is like. He wanted to be a doctor when he was a teenager, broke his neck in a swimming accident at age 18. So no more doctor. He was partially paralyzed. What did he do? He got a job as a salesman at a car dealership. Right. Uh, this was a, a DeSoto. Remember that brand? Probably not. Plymouth dealership. Remember that brand? Probably, probably not. But a year after getting a job there, he actually bought the store with a loan from his future wife. If that's not a car guy story. If that ain't a car guy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but it goes on. So like the next year, it was uh, at that point, it was 1941. And he was asking other dealers like, hey, Mentor me. What should I do with this thing, right? So a dealer said, you should buy every 1941 model vehicle you can because we're getting into wartime and tr trust me, buy them. So he did. A year later, the OEMs converted to making tanks and planes and military things. And what, what do you think happened to the inventory that he bought? It was worth it. A fortune, right? Like that's something we can all understand right now. Can you imagine if you had a bunch of you know vehicles when there was an inventory glut, um, so or an inventory shortage. So uh, then he put the money in real. He saw Desoto coming to an end. He sold the dealerships, put the money into real estate, uh, real estate. Came back into the industry in 1964 and opened what is now the Coons family of dealerships, which was sold to his brother Jim, which is now sold to Asbury and. Here's a little peek inside the man's mentality. So he's the owner and he said this, my motto in business is I'm not a bit better than a car washer, just more fortunate coming from a man who is half paralyzed. And he said, we build morale, nothing beats a smile. And he said, if anyone ever catches me outside my office without a smile and taps me on the shoulder, I'm going to give them 20 bucks, which now is probably like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. There you go. Yeah. Dude, that, uh, that, that amazing. that's the, that's the heart and passion that, that we know is behind so many dealers, but to see it from, you know, very humble beginnings, getting a loan from his future wife to now a $1.5 billion sale to a large public group coming from being the ninth largest privately owned dealer, dealer group in the country. Um, like <laughs> we say it all the time. There's no ceiling in the auto industry. There's also no floor. That's you right. Can get in wherever and you can go wherever you want to go. And that's just like, this is a perfect testament to that truth. Oh, Michelle Lankford commented, I worked at Coons and shit, I worked for both. I think she means Asbury and Coons. Or, or uh, Jim and John. That Maybe. would be amazing. Michelle, if that's the case, send us a message. You can email us at crew at asodu.com. And by the way, we have an email that we send out every day that has a bunch of this type of stuff in it but also a lot of fun, a few more gifts, a lot of fun to read. Uh, we hope you can be on the email list too, asodu.com. You can just sign up real quick, two seconds. All right, speaking of, I don't know. Valuations. Oh, wow. Let's do that. Segway. Time.
So as the same entrepreneurial spirit uh, carries forward, more dealers are actually being brought together to invest their own money in the future of the industry uh, through startup and tech innovation, especially around mobility. Uh, so our friend, Steve Greenfield, Automotive Ventures, also um, our friends at FM Capital are attracting millions and millions of dollars from dealer investments into mobility and tech across various industries. So there was an automotive news article that covered this. It was really great. Both, both firms have a history of successful investments. Um, FM Capital managing 300 million across funds and automotive ventures more focused on seed stage funding um, across dealership technology. So they, they're looking at the current market and startup valuations have kind of normalized and they say, hey, there's huge opportunity for growth here. And uh, Chase Frazier of FM Capital said, this could be one of the most profitable periods for venture capital. So. Yeah, we're seeing a massive rebound. It's cool because FM Capital uh, is in the middle and about to finish up a $200 million additional fundraise uh, to, to be able to invest in specifically auto companies. And then Automotive Ventures, it said, was announcing a $15 million raise that they're going to be starting in January. So if you know Steve Greenfield or you know Chase Frazier and you're interested in having else manage your money across all of these investments that are specifically in auto, specifically auto tech, a lot built or funded by dealers like that is a place to get in and these people are willing to talk to you um it is cool like i you know i follow kind of the startup trends on valuations and we're starting them to see them come back we're especially starting <laughs> to see more money invested and in, uh in seed uh and series a uh rounds with with startups and so i think that like Chase said, we're going to see venture capital and we're going to see early early stage startups, especially in the technology space, see a rebound as the last year and a half has been a little bit of a dip. Uh, but we'll see that rebound in the next five years. And that's exciting for auto because it means more innovation coming into the industry. Oh, it is. It is an exciting. And you talk about belief in the industry and like the henny penny sky is falling mentality that we've kind of come in and out of over the last two and a half years. I think this is a key indicator that... Uh, the dealers, the people that are know what they know about the industry still believe in the model. They believe in the ability to innovate and deliver to consumers, right? What consumers are actually asking for. Speaking of what people may not have been asking for, but are getting anyway. Stop. Definitely Stop. consumer friendly. And we have to go there. Definitely consumer friendly. So Sarasota Ford is now offering both Michelin tires and get this, a Michelin star dining experience as they recently launched Le Mans Kitchen exclusively for its customers. Uh, the initiative is uh, built by uh, the, between Matt Buchanan of the Buchanan Automotive Group um, and is a, its goal is to enhance dealership loyalty. Uh, crazy, the dealership already has a movie theater and a relaxation area. The, um, the cafe will be a 38 seat restaurant and is a nine-month renovation project. Actually, I looked, and uh, and we'll get a quote from Merza in just a second, but six months ago, they were looking for the executive chef. Looks like they've placed that. Um, and uh, so the executive chef is Jose Martinez and owns Maison Blanche previously, which had an award-winning restaurant. You and the pronunciations today. Boom, me and pronunciation. Maison Blanche. Uh, and and also owns a highly rated restaurant on Longboat Key, very close to Sarasota Ford, or closer to Sarasota Ford. Here's uh, directly from the automotive news article, and uh, the the gentleman's name is Mirza Mirza Velich, and he's this is the title, Paul. His title is the chief experience officer of the dealership. I've That's never key. heard of a dealership that had one of those, but I'm never an heard advocate of that. that more should. 
Here's the quote. We have created a space that will completely immerse people. When you walk inside Lama's kitchen, it's like being transported out of a car dealership and into another place, a time in the French countryside. Mm. Here's the kicker. Mirza spent seven years as a food and beverage supervisor with the Ritz car. Come on. So you got to like, know these people know what's up. <laughs> I feel like we need to go to Sarasota. I'm <laughs> in. Let's go. Oh, yeah. look, um, we've been from when the book first came out, Unreasonable Hospitality by Will Gadara, legendary restaurateur, worked under Danny Meyer, had the best restaurant in the world, 11 Madison Park, talking about hospitality being how you make people feel. And it's amazing to watch the auto industry take more and more steps into how we're making people feel with intentionality. And sometimes that obviously includes uh, Michelin rated chefs starting restaurants. Sometimes it just includes having technology that makes the digital and the physical part of the experience come together um, and doing that very empathetically. Without without a doubt, this is a winning recipe for the industry and more people should be looking here. And not that you everybody can build a restaurant inside their store. It's easy to discount things when you see a big thing like that. Oh yeah, but, yeah, but. But I guarantee you there are little things you can do in your sales department, Absolutely. in your service drive that make people feel special. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, but it has to be very very intentional. So Kyle, this kind of feel special. Exciting. I like that one. Well, let's let's end on that. We got a whole Christmas week to make people feel special. So as you go from this podcast, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is, go try to make at least one person feel special today. We know you can do it. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.